occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. <laughs> hey, welcome to Mini Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is a mini-sode. I'm Abby. I'm Kate. And we'll be your ghostesses on this tiny, teeny-weeny, little baby, tiny, small <laughs> episode. This episode just came out of my... I was going to say something gross. Wait, no, now I've said that, it sounds way more gross. I was going to say brain womb. Right. Which is gross, but not as gross as if I had just stopped saying something there. Yeah, not as gross as Bart, which is what we were all thinking. What the hell? Okay. <laughs> I meant like I thought it up and then I gave birth to the episode. Anyways. Yeah, you had an idea. <laughs> as people would say, usually. <laughs> Most normal I people. I thought of something. <laughs> yeah, I had a thought and now here we are. Jesus Christ. Brain womb? It's been a long time. Today we're going to talk about some ghostly things, I believe. I think so. You want me to go first? Sure. Do you have anything else you want to say? Hi. Amazing. <laughs> so I have a little short, baby, tiny, minuscule, baby, infant, <laughs> infant, newborn story on Newsham Park Hospital. My sources are hauntedrooms.co.uk, Wikipedia, and hauntedhappenings.co.uk. So Newsham Park Hospital is a grade two listed local paranormal hotspot in Liverpool. You ever seen it? No, but I've heard of it. You have heard of it. What have you heard? I have heard that they do events there. They do. Over the Halloween period. Yeah. They make it really scary. Terrifying. Oh, just really awful. Blah. Blah. And um, they do like, you know, the mazes and stuff mm. where people jump out at you. And I know that there's like an 18 plus... I don't know if they do mazes. No, like a walk is what I mean. Like they'll like set out like a walk around different areas yeah. and like okay. people will be ready to like yell at you. I didn't know they did that. Yeah. Wow. I, I got an advert for it. Oh, I got an advert for that the other day. I didn't yeah. look at it though. Yeah, yeah. So they've got three things, three different attractions oh, and yeah. one of which is like, hell themed and it's 18 plus this sounds so fun but i'm too scared yeah i'm fearful because not only would i not do one of those because i'm a giant baby and i fear screams but also this place is haunted as far as i know yeah nothing's worse than when it's haunted and people are running at you and i'm a giant baby and you're a huge baby this sounds like a nightmare i've had <laughs> so this place is a double whammy when it comes to spooky settings that you would avoid because it used to be a psychiatric hospital, but at the time, mental asylum, psychiatric hospital. But before that, it was an orphanage. So just the the perfect setting for a series in American Horror Story. I can't tell you how quickly I would escape that place. If you put me in there, if you blindfolded me and put me in. Do you mean as a psychiatric patient, a child in the orphanage, or you now in this current place? Yes, to all mm -hmm. three. Yeah. You think mm. you're built different and could escape the orphanage <laughs> or the hospital. Listen, I will mow people down to escape. Uh -huh. uh, what I mean is, um, I meant me now, if you yeah. put me in this place, me now. But I won't buy you tickets then. Yeah, well, please don't. I'm like, we're going here. And you're like, I have to escape. I'm, I'm mowing people down. They're <laughs> just like, don't, just go don't, home. Please, stop just call this crazy lady. There's an exit right there. You don't have to mow anyone else down. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't think it would be that scary if I was a child in an orphanage, but as an adult being in an orphanage, I'd shit myself. There's something freaky about it. And I think... Children, that's what's freaky about it. Child ghosts. Children are freaky. All of them? Yeah, man. You know, like, when they come into... Like, I don't know if you've ever babysat. But when they come into your room after they've had a bad dream and they say just some scary stuff and then they leave. Mm, kids do do that. Kids are freaky, man. I used to do that all the time as a kid. I like kids. I get on well with kids, right? Kids in my family. I'm not chatting kids. But I don't... In terms of spookiness? I don't get on with whatever is going on for nighttime children. I think it's just because they're confused because of the dreams and reality and they don't have the, the filter where they're like, that well, would be weird if I said that. Spooky fucking dreams though. There's no need. I have weird dreams. Yeah, you have weird dreams where you're like on a horse and you hate the horse. That was one time. That was literally like two nights ago. <laughs> I know. And I, I didn't hate the horse because I was on it. I hated it because it was its face was like breathing just right next to me the whole time. Yeah. I was like trying to walk around and it was stood, its face was there and I was like, my guy, will you're you like, take a step back? You're like, I have weird dreams, but it's just you dreaming that your friends have really tiny feet. I have had a couple of those. One friend in particular, you know who you are. <laughs> That's the shout out you'll get on this show. Anyway, this place was built in 1874 because there was no orphanage or like an, an equivalent in the city. So there was a group of people that had come together to sponsor the project because they were concerned about what was happening to the children of men who had died or gotten lost at sea and their widows. Mm-hmm. So they would get support from the, the place, basically. And children without parents could live at the orphanage and it would also support children without fathers, but who still had their mothers. Because Liverpool is a dock town, so this was kind of a common thing, I suppose. It's pronounced doctor. Will you stop? In June of 1884, 800 fatherless children were being supported by the orphanage, and the orphanage was able to develop with the help of generous donors. However, by the Second World War, Newsham was suffering from financial difficulties, and then it closed in July of 1949. The building was purchased to be used as a psychiatric facility, and after the closure of this place called Rainhill Lunatic Asylum... And many of the patients were sent here, which meant that the hospital was, like, completely full, maximum capacity. Over the years, it faced issues with overcrowding and inadequate resources, leading to reports of mistreatment and neglect of patients. However, it was also closed in 1997 because the attitudes towards mentally ill patients had changed. So treatment centres were being opened up instead as, like, an alternative to institutions which were, like, popular at the time, you Mm -hmm. know? There's been many offers to convert it into flats, but they've all been rejected. Good. Which is good because I wouldn't want to live there. No. And I have to live in every flat in the city. It's That's giving, the rule. It's giving a- ancient burial ground. You know? Yeah. Like, don't just don't build a flat there. If you went to your friend's apartment mm-hmm. and they were like, hey, stay the night. And then you put on your pajamas and you're watching Twilight and you're eating some popcorn, and then she turns to you and says, do you know this place used to be a psychiatric hospital? And it also used to be an orphanage? Crazy, right? Would you stay? Yeah, because it feels like that's something that a few of my friends would be like. (laughs) For sure. That's true. We're thinking of exactly the same person. Mm. I know for a fact if I went to her house, (laughs) she, she lives opposite a bloody graveyard. Yeah, and it's sick there. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like she she... I could go to a couple of my friends' houses and they'd be like, yeah, there was an 
awful murder here and they never found the murderer. And I've been hearing really weird noises in my loft. I would still stay because I like my friends. That's really nice. I'd leave. I have no survival instincts. Instead of converting it into anything, it's very popular with paranormal investigators, ghost tours and Halloween events, which is apparently what Kate knows about. It's the Halloween stuff. It's been thought to be one of the most haunted former asylums in the country. The building is thought to be extremely active with paranormal behaviour and is very spooky to be in because it's got big long dark corridors, winding staircases and this place called the Naughty Boys Corridor, which is apparently where they used to lock away the naughty children that were misbehaving. In some sources, it's said that the children were even locked in cupboards in this area, and a ghost can often be seen slamming the doors here. The fridge doors in the morgue are left open. There are broken beds, rusted wheelchairs, and old paperwork that's been left for many years. But even though it's currently a spooky combo of the orphanage and the hospital, the reports date back to when the hospital was like first up and running, so this place has been rumoured to be haunted for like, ever, basically. One nurse reported seeing strange apparitions in the hospital and complained that they were disturbing her. Later, she was found dead at the top of the main staircase. Some think she was murdered by a malicious spirit. It's also thought that she may have committed suicide after being troubled by the apparitions for so long. It's said that her ghostly figure can be seen wandering the halls or standing near the windows, wearing a white uniform. Uniform's too much for me. Oh, that's where you draw the line. Yeah, also imagine dying in your uniform and then having to wear it forever. Ew. Ew. That would have been awful with my school uniform. You've seen how abusively ugly that was. That wasn't good. It was bottle green pinstripes, Abby. It was bad. What about your last work uniform? Your redacted job uniform? That was fine. It was a white shirt and black trousers. You know what? Really comfy, actually. If I had to be stuck in a uniform forever, I'd probably pick that one. I haven't worn a uniform since school. Yeah, well, But I would have hated that because that was uncomfortable and I hated school uniforms. I, I hate that we do that here. I prefer a uniform. You're one of those people. Yeah. Because you don't have to pick an outfit. Yeah. Yeah, I really rate that. Have some creativity, Kate. I simply don't. I, I, get, I have you. That's why you do it. Sometimes I pick Kate's t-shirt for the day. Your brain womb <laughs> sorts me right out. Thank you for knowing that. Uh, yeah, I I hated it. I looked forward to non-uniform day every day. I hated the, the shirt. I hated wearing a skirt. Everything was super unflattering. And like, it doesn't matter, but it kind of matters when you're a teenager. I, th- I think to have some creativity. I understand why they do it. I'm not saying we shouldn't have school uniforms, but I hated it personally. I thought it was the worst. Yeah, I think mine was fine because I could wear trousers. Which I did. I think I would have been more comfortable in trousers because I was kind of... I didn't really know how I wanted to dress, but whatever was happening with the uniform, it wasn't that. Yeah, I get you. I think I felt uncomfortable having, like, my legs out. Like, don't look at my legs. I just like that I didn't have to try. Because, like, I wasn't one of, like, the pretty popular girls. Yeah. And I just couldn't have been asked. Did you, in primary school, ever have those little summer dresses? I never wore them. Oh, I used to love those. Those are my favourite part of like the summer in school. I wore trousers. You wore trousers throughout the whole of school? Yeah. Are you still wearing the same pair right now? Yeah. Wow. No, but I'm still in black trousers. Wow. Suits me. Yeah, you found your thing early. I did. Good for <laughs> yeah. you. Really, really found my niche. In the hospital, patients would often mention seeing the children. 
Many of the staff weren't concerned about this, as the patients were suffering from mental illness, of course. Mm -hmm. However, it is very spooky and coincidental that they were living in what used to be a Victorian orphanage, so... Also, like, what kind of mental illness are we talking about? Because this could have been hysteria, right? Which is just women being alive. Possibly. So, like, I do have that every day. Yeah. So, like, regardless of, you know, oh, they're mentally ill, like, okay, but, you know, we're not all, like, having delusions and hallucinations. I like, suppose, yeah. Like, some of those people will have just been, like, super depressed. People who go on the ghost tours today report seeing dark shadows following them, feeling cold spots and hearing strange disembodied voices. Other paranormal phenomena reported include doors slamming shut on their own, objects moving with no explanation, and electronic devices malfunctioning. Some individuals have also reported hearing cries or whispers, as if voices from the hospital's troubled past are still echoing through the empty corridors. So, whether you believe in ghosts or not, it's a pretty creepy but beautiful looking building but would you go ghost hunting there i don't know if i'd go ghost hunting there but i think i'd go around mm. i'd like have a wander i'd go during the day mm, yeah i'd like go in the evening i suppose but i think my main worry would be like squatters really it's a i um, mean because they do the ghost tours all the time it's like people are always in and out of the building oh, I think and like maintained would, as well yeah i don't think that it's just like a random abandoned building that people go in sometimes. I think it's I think it's owned and people go in there all okay. the time. Yeah, then yeah, I'd you go. You can book the ghost tours for like every day. It's not just in Halloween. Yeah, I would go because it's not like I'd have to go there all the time and be haunted. You know, if I experienced a ghost on the one time I went, I just wouldn't go back. I just don't want to see a ghost. I th I've seen a ghost. What? Yeah. The old lady what in my house. What do you mean you've seen a You didn't see her, though. Yeah, I, like, caught a glimpse of her. You what? Yeah, there was, like, a figure. What? Yeah, and then I looked and she wasn't there. There was someone in the doorway. I feel like you've not told me this part. Yeah. You said that Probably you, Probably because like, she lived there, so... Yeah, you said you knew she was there. Chloe saw her. What the hell? Yeah, Chloe's seen her. I hate it. I know yeah. she's just a nice old lady. I'm not. I'm just. I don't want to see it. I didn't know? mean to derail this conversation. My parents' house has a ghost, and it's just of the old lady that used to live there. That's that's what's happening right now. Mm, strange things happen there. Things would smash and fall off, and or you would hear a smash, and you would never be able to find out what it was. Yeah, but I didn't like see anything. Oh yeah, I saw like. I saw someone standing in... So there's, like, this corridor in my house where my parents have built on, like, an extra room at the back and you can see straight through into the kitchen. And the kitchen doorway is where the house used to end. And I've seen, like, someone standing in that doorway and then I've looked up and no one's there. Like, you know, like, out the corner of your eye. I don't like that. Well, that's okay. You don't live there. Oh, thank goodness. I will never return. Well, unfortunately, we're going back next month. <laughs> no! <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, I don't I don't know about Ghost Hunt. I would like to visit the building for the historic purposes. I'd like to see... I'd like to see it and learn about it. I like learning about old buildings, but I, I don't want to go ghost hunting. I think ghosts are fascinating, and I don't think that they're all malicious and scary, but it's just like I would just rather not see a ghost because I think it would stick with me forever. In a bad way. I'm a very nervous person. I think it would be the same as, like, the way that your brain 
understands the trauma of seeing a dead body, I think you definitely wouldn't be able to forget it. Yeah. But. Yeah, I can't shake that kind of stuff off. Yeah, I would I would go. I'm not bothered to ghost hunt. I'm, I don't really care. I would do it for, like, the podcast. Do you think it's actually haunted? Or do you think people are just saying that because it's a, a, a spooky old building with, like, a past? See, I don't know, because you can, like, convince your brain. Mm-hmm to experience also if you're like this is a really old building and it used to be a hospital and it used to be an orphanage like you're i think you're more yeah that's what i mean and like if people are going in for ghost hunts mm. you're you're kind of predisposed to perhaps seeing things where they aren't and you know feeling cold spots where you know it's no different to just a normal spot okay. you know um so i don't know but i mean i suppose if I don't know if I believe in ghosts in the traditional sense, but I think if you were to believe in ghosts, that would be the prime place for ghosts to be if it. they stayed where they were during life. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not opposed to there being ghosts. Okay. Well, that's all I got to say. Well, I got more to say to you. Mm-hmm. It's about my story. Mm-hmm. My sources are. Hauntedhouses.com, londonclark.com.wordpress.com, bizarrelosangeles.tumblr.com, and Wikipedia. So, I'll be talking about Jean, Jean Harlow's old home. If you don't know, Jean Harlow was a well-known actress back in the 1930s and acted in MGM movies. She got married to an MGM producer, Paul Byrne, and they moved into a family home in Westwood, Los Angeles, which is apparently an upper-middle-class quiet area. The marriage was cut short, as just a few months later, Paul died from a gunshot wound to the head. Oh no. Yeah. The butler found his naked body and reported it to the studio before the police, so people believe there may have been some tampering, but mm. nothing was proven. In 1963, Jay Sebring moved into the Harlow house with his girlfriend, Sharon Tate. Shortly before she left him for Roman Polanski, she was alone in the master bedroom of the house and saw an apparition of a creepy little man scuttling into the bedroom. She recognised the man to be Paul Byrne. She ran out of the room and saw a ghostly form tied to the staircase posts with its throat slit. God, this woman just could never catch a break. Which could have been a supernatural warning of her later death at the hands of the Manson cult. Wow. Mm -hmm. The following events have all been described by the family that took over one of Jean Harlow's old houses in the 1970s, so a different house, after giving the house some badly needed repair work. On one occasion, the dogs barked and growled as they charged upstairs towards the master bedroom, only to search around the room without finding anything. Bit weird. Mm -hmm. Not unheard of. Mm -hmm. A disembodied female voice was heard softly whispering, please help me. Oh no. No, 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 no. No, no. <laughs> That's your response. No, no, no. No, no. Won't help you. An apparition resembling cigarette smoke was chased by the family dogs. On one occasion, the bed jerked three times while the couple slept. Ugh, God, no. Both were awakened. The lady of the house said, You're welcome. How do you do? We've got to get some sleep. We're very tired and need to get some sleep. So please let us be. Fair enough. At which point, I think it did. Oh, that's just, very polite. They okay. just went to bed. The oven light in the kitchen was repeatedly turned on. And off, I suppose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was repeatedly turned on. 
A shapeless light was once seen floating near the ceiling of the dining room. Disembodied female gut-wrenching sobs were heard by two family members in the living room near the mailbox slit. That's so intense. Uh Uh-huh. There was a light knocking on the front door with no visitor. Mm. There were frequent cold spots and unexplainable breezes in the living room, kitchen, and upstairs bedroom when none of the windows were open. There were light footsteps going up and down the stairs. There was a strong scent of women's perfume in the children's bedroom upstairs. One report of the sound of a party coming from inside a closet in one of the upstairs bedrooms. (laughs) That was me, sorry. (laughs) It wasn't the master bedroom. Both of the occupiers were warned in a dream that there was a dangerous wall light in the upstairs bathroom. They both saw a clear vision of the bathtub full of water and bubbles. A hand from the bathtub switched on the light, received a terrible shock, and withered away. So the next day, they called an electrician who was horrified to see that such an outdated, dangerous light switch had been installed in the bathroom and promptly replaced it with a safe one. Oh, wow. Okay, so the ghost is like, chill. Mm -hmm. The ghost is like, let me warn you of things to come. And also, I'm having a party in the wardrobe. Do you want in? (laughs) So, the last sort of weird thing about this, obviously, this is one of Jean Harlow's old houses. Mm -hmm. It is possible that the house that this has happened in was her mother's house. Okay. Which is where Jean had gone to before she found out that her husband, Paul Byrne, had died. So apparently, she's found out that Paul has died while she's in this house, in the upstairs bedroom, and started sobbing. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So it all kind of... If it is a ghost... If there is something ghostly going on, it's possible that it is the ghost of Jean Harlow roaming around the house. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But obviously it's super confusing because she lived in a bunch of houses. Yeah. There's a bunch of spooky things in Hollywood anyway. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it is what it Fascinating is. Fascinating stuff. But yeah, I thought that the uh, the dream was very interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. And then it was, it was true. Well, yeah. it might have happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a dangerous light thing. Wow. I mean, I guess if you had a dream that someone was in the bathtub and switched the light off, then it was in a stupid place. Probably, yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be able to touch electrical sockets from the bath. It, yeah. No plugs in there. It sounded like you were going to disagree with me then. No, no, like, no, no. no. I was going to say, is it true that in some countries they have like actual plug sockets in the bathrooms? Because I see things about people in America, like, drying their hair in there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We don't have that here. Well, it's the same way, it's the same trope as, like, the toaster in the bath. That could never happen here. You can actually do that in other places. Interesting. Wow, yeah, Yeah, no, we don't have that. We have those electrical things, the uh, shaver outlets. Yeah. It's like two tiny holes and that's it and they're far away from like the water supplies usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Wow. That's kind of scary. Yeah, well, plug sockets in different countries are different anyway, aren't they? Yeah, I suppose. So, but yeah, that was that. Was that. It was Nothing short but sweet. than a plug socket. That's what I'm dressing as for Halloween. Oh my God. I would rather go ghost hunting than see a plug socket in my life. Yeah, right. Don't come near me with a plug socket. Keep plug sockets at least 50 feet away from me at all times. Mm -hmm. 
We live have, in the woods. I have a restraining order against every plug socket. Nice. Do you know that you're like five feet away from one right now? Actually, closer. <laughs> it's getting closer. <laughs> it's walking towards oh you. Oh my god! It's you, dressed yeah. as a plug socket mm-hmm. for Halloween. Well, anyway, if you like the podcast and you want to follow us on social media, you can do that at Mitz Magic Pod on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to head over to Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash Murder. Over on Patreon, you get little additions that no one else gets. It's like a little fan club and we love it and they love it. It's a great time. So you get little videos before each of our episodes um, and we record the entire episode as well. So you see our beautiful smiling faces. You also get 10% off of the merchandise, which you can view over on midsmagicandmurder.com. And over on the website, there's a button for submissions and referrals. So if you have any haunted happenings, terrifying tales, or spooky stories, you can send them on there or on our email at midsmagicandmurder at gmail.com. I want to say before we leave as well, if you've sent a email to us, any of you, in the past few months, and you can please resend it because our email had that thing again. Do you remember what I was saying about long horse when we got like spam botted and we got like a million spam emails. Mm-hmm. And then I think some of them just left because I didn't delete any of them. And then I suddenly couldn't find any emails that had actually been sent to us. So I don't know what's happened there. It's very frustrating, but if you have sent something, please just send it there or you can send it to us on Instagram or something because then I can actually use it on the show rather than just, I'm not ignoring you. It's, some, it's just a disaster right now. <laughs> We're ignoring you. No. Kate's ignoring you and I'm really trying not to be. I ignore everyone. Yeah. She's bad. Bad to the bone. Kate's so stinky. Please make it in. (laughs) That it? That's it. That's all I have to say. Thanks for listening. See ya.